Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Friends, where in the church are you planted? In today's reading from the letter to the Ephesians, Paul tells us that there are many different professions, let's say, within the church. We have some that are apostles, some that are prophets, some that are evangelists, some that are pastors, some that are teachers, some that work in ministry. Where has the Lord planted you in the building up of the body of Christ. It is very important that we know that each one of us, just like the first apostles who had professions, they were fishermen, they were doctors, they were tax collectors, they were historians. Each one of them had a profession in the world, but they also took up a profession in the Uh, body of Christ. And that is our calling as we ponder on the reading that Paul is entrusting us across the centuries. He says, grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. All of us have grace, friends, and all of us have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Are we receiving it? And are we allowing ourselves to take our place in the body of Christ? Sometimes we have lots of excuses. I don't have time. I don't have skill. I don't have money. But imagine if Peter had said that and he wasn't learned. He knew about fishing. If he had said, I have no time. I have a family. I don't have knowledge. He wouldn't have been the first chosen rock for the church. And it, and it continues, the church continues only because people over the centuries have said yes to God. And why do we say yes? Because Jesus said yes. Paul, Paul tells us, Jesus ascended on high and took prisoners captive. He gave gifts to men. And then he keeps pondering, what does he, des he ascended mean? Except that he had also descended into the lower, lower regions of the earth. The one who descended is also the one who ascended far, far above the heavens that he might fill all things. Jesus made that clear trip down to be with us and then down to the netherworld to open the gates so that heaven could be opened. And then in that transfer of authority that happened when Jesus gets the keys of the kingdom again and each one of us receives the Holy Spirit after his ascension into heaven, then we are to take that knowledge of the Holy Spirit within us, not of anything else we have to do, but just to accept that Holy Spirit to be activated in us so that we are mature human beings, says Paul, no longer tossed by waves and swept along by every kind of teaching arising from human trickery or deceitful scheming, but rather living the truth in love, growing where Jesus has planted us. 
Friends, we have a great hope in knowing that this transference that goes from generation to generation is now for us to take up, that this is the mantle that we take up, passed on by our forefathers and our foremothers and in our bloodlines, knowing that we are the hope of the world and we are passing it on to the next generation. Therefore, with Psalm 122, we go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. We go rejoicing knowing that we have to set foot in Jerusalem, build as the new city, that we're part of the tribes going up to the Lord. Jesus in Luke chapter 13 is in conversation. Some people told Jesus about the Galileans, Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with the blood of the sacrifices. And today Jesus is telling us that those that die in a dire way on some kind of a, of a horrible accident or a, he's saying the, the tower that had fallen at Siloam, over 18 of them, he's asking, do you think that because somebody suffered a death that is much worse in some way, they were more guilty? He's saying, no, do not look at things according to the world. Look at things from the mercy of God, knowing that God is looking at the hearts and knowing that God is asking us to take up our place in the body of Christ and that he knows how that relationship is going to work out. And that God in his mercy continues to give us chances to return to the vineyard and work there. And that Jesus is also going to come back as a judge. And he's going to come back as a judge looking at the fruitfulness that we have delivered. And that he is going to say to the ones that have taken up their place, come here, my beloved, because you saw me in the poor. You saw me in the body of Christ. You did what needed to be done. You imitated me. And the ones that didn't do that, you know, will be cut down. Sometimes we don't want to think about that because we wonder in what ways that is uh, not merciful. But God is both mer merciful and a judge. Today, we celebrate also the beautiful feast of St. John Paul II. I remember seeing him as a young person in Spain. My mother took us to the city where he was traveling in Valencia, and we saw him pass in what at that time was called the Pop Mobile because um, he was going to every part of the world and, and extending the kingdom in a way that was so unifying. Friends, we are called to unity, and Pope John Paul II called us to that unity, coming out of the hardships of the Polish underground church under the communist regime. They had created a unity amongst the Christians, hiding in the darkness because they were not allowed by the communists to actually practice the faith. And so he had, he had delivered with faith and joy a message to the Polish people that then comes out with fruitfulness to the rest of the world. And it is out of that suffering that sometimes we experience that we become knowledgeable about what the Lord needs from us as we extend that kingdom outside of our small little world into a wider network. And it could be outside of our, your marriage to your kids, and it could be outside of your uh, family to your uh, classmates in school, and it could be out of your own conversation with a dear friend that is Christian to those in your volleyball team that are not Christian, the Lord is asking us to extend that mantle and take our body, our place in the body of Christ. So let us ask the Father. Father Almighty, we receive your Holy Spirit. Thank you for sending it. We come to you with praise and thanksgiving because you are the maker of everything and your majesty fills the earth. Allow your glory to fall heavily on us today as we go about our days. 
Allow the students who are studying and taking tests right now to be filled with your confidence and your grace. Allow us to step boldly into our place in the body of Christ. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the Inner Room Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.